man, it's the same bullshit they tried to pull in my day. You know, if it ain't that piece of paper, some other choice they're gonna try and make for you. You gotta do what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do, man. Let me tell you this. The older you do get, the more rules you're gonna try to get you to follow. <laughs> you just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another week of Muskies on Tap. Bringing a lot of energy tonight. I think all the fellas are. I am your host, Gus Manti, and this is a really special one. We're really excited to bring this one out to you guys. Max and I just had a tremendous weekend at the Chippewa Flowage, our first time there, and and we we brought home the Top Gun Team of the Year for 2023 after our hard work at all three events leading up to the championship. Uh, I won't give away too many details here, but it was down to the wire for sure. So hang on and listen further for the whole breakdown recap of of the of the pre fishing that Max and I did in the tournament day fishing that we had so without going any further let me introduce the other hosts on here tonight we have max manti my brother tournament partner of the pmtt 2023 top gun team of the year how's it going max <laughs> i'm good i think that's a great intro gus i appreciate that i uh I'm not gonna lie, I'm I am wiped. I'm exhausted physically, mentally, as back to reality today for me. Uh went to the office, had a lot of work to catch up on, but all was worth it. I am very excited to hop on and chat tonight. Um, I'm doing my celebra- celebration, I guess, tonight. I wasn't able to do it yesterday. I had to drive home. Nice little three-hour drive back from Treelands after the ceremony. So I'm getting in my celebration tonight. So everyone bear with me if I start not making sense on hour two or two and a half or three or however long this goes. But without further ado, my guy looking snappy in his muskies on tap, old school throwback hoodie, Brian Echo. Good to see you. I think we purposely did this where we did not really chat much about the tournament uh, last night and today throughout the day we saved it for the podcast for you guys so a lot of this is going to be organic here tonight with brian kind of getting filled in too for the first time on how everything went down so but without further ado like i said brian echo ladies and gentlemen brian how you doing tonight i'm doing tremendous i uh yeah like we kind of the reason why we started the pod was to take all of our phone calls after long musky weekend and just you know air them out to the public so when I was texting you guys uh, Sunday about the tournament, we were kind of like, well, hold on. Maybe we just not call each other right when you guys leave, and we'll just hold on to it for today. So, been eager, excited to break it down and and hear what all went down for you guys. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny to look back. You know, we started this pod this year, and then now you guys are sitting here, Top Gun Team of the Year. So, <laughs> happens <laughs> quick. Pretty funny stuff. Yeah, I'm excited to get into it, man. I um. We were talking before we hopped on tonight. I was saying, I think this is the most I've ever learned about fishing in general, about musky fishing in general over the past few days for uh, a litany of reasons. So um, before you get into it, uh, Gus, you got something to add? 
Yeah, I do. So during this exact weekend of the 22nd to the 24th, basically, of September this year, uh, going on in Eagle River, I'd like to give a shout out to the Wounded Warriors in Action Muskie Challenge. And a lot of cool things happened that week. It's something that they've been doing for, I believe it's the ninth annual. And I know a good couple buddies of mine that do this, uh, this challenge over the weekend to take a vet fishing. And it consisted this year of nine Purple Heart veterans from across the country. Um, I'm just kind of glancing at the, the newsletter on on the Facebook page, which if you guys want to go check that out, it's it's called Wounded Warriors in Action Eagle River Muskie Challenge. And there is a few fish caught and there is a few very, very special fish. Uh, a good buddy, Louis Drager, aka Lunker Lou, guided Lunker. guided yeah. American shout out. Shout out Lou. <laughs> guided American hero. Louie, also named Louie, who is a triple amputee to his to a muskie, to a wow. muskie catch. He made oh his own contraption of like getting the rod in hand and making it so that it doesn't spin so that his vet Louie could cast and reel in every time and catch his own muskie for himself. That's oh insane. Does, does Louie cool have any footage see. of that? Um, so I think on the, I think on Joe Booker's Facebook page, he was a part of this and always has been every year. He posted a video of Louie and Louie in the boat casting and reeling in a top water. So that would be cool if all the listeners could go check that out and show the support for the veterans. That is an amazing it's amazing thing that they do and I, i've always really wanted to be a part of it and it's always lined up with with bad weekends i mean i knew from the start this year that i wasn't able to participate because max and i go into the chippewa flowage but i just wanted to bring that up real quick here in the intro for our listeners yeah that's amazing i, I can't wait to see that footage that sounds like um pretty special moment for that gentleman so yeah Good on uh, Joe Booker. Good on Louie to, you know, get that guy into a muskie. That's uh, that's really, really cool. Yeah. I, and also a quick shout out to uh, two brothers that took some vets out, Ryan Reynolds and Justin Reynolds. Uh, each got their warrior a fish, and I believe Bill Jacobs did as well. So a couple extra shout outs there. Shout out. To the Eagle River crew. Shout out. Well, if you're on the Eagle River chain, you got Lunker Lou uh joe booker bill jacobs and the reynolds brothers uh got you some muskies out there you're you're in some good hands that's for sure um so yeah i'm excited to see that footage so thanks for bringing that up gus and while we're giving tournament shout outs and special shout outs here too we should mention our our really good buddy mitch lund hey um one muskie first muskie tournament uh he ever did he's he's done walleye tournaments and stuff in the past he fished in the uh, <clears throat> RV oh. and Marine Odeg Muskie Challenge, um, and and boated. Uh, I think it was either three, three or four fish. Um, three total. Three, 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 three muskies yeah. total. They took home first place. 
big prize payout package. They caught a 49 and a, a half, I want to say. 49. 49, 49, 49 on the 49. On the yeah, I got the list right here. Big fish of the tournament. Yeah, do you want to say what they caught? It was pretty impressive. Yeah, the big fish was a 49 of the entire tournament. That was insane. I know if you can find uh, Mitch Lund's post on Facebook or I think JVR himself gave him a shout-out with uh, Muskie, and Mis- Muskie Academy as well. Uh, they caught a 37, a 44, and a 49 all on day one. That's putting the <laughs> feet down. It's on an him. insane day. And I mean, it, to make it make it all much, that much better is he just bought a new boat. Very nice boat, you know, a little pricey. And so this paycheck, <laughs> I'm sure, makes it that much sweeter too to cover some of that. Yep. Yeah. Shout <laughs> out Jeremy. Good. Shout out Jeremy Barber's old boat for getting it done. That that boat's seen a lot of nice fish, I'm sure. So <laughs> yeah. it's good, good to know that it's in great hands with uh Mitch and you can find all that recap and whatnot on his Instagram. I think it's Lundy underscore outdoors underscore. So if you want to check that out, he's a, he's a good friend of ours. Good fishing buddy. He was on one of the podcasts from our uh, musky bender weekend this summer. Um, but with all that said, I think it's time uh, gents to break it all down. You ready to go? I agree. We are. I I'm ready to, I'm ready to get into this. Hold on. I think I need another brew. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> to start this one out. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Got the brew, ready to roll. Max and I set out to the Chippewa Flowage Tuesday, September 19th to start our pre-fishing. Uh, we won't be giving a full-on rundown of the pre-fishing, like step-by-step, step, but we're definitely going to give all like the notes that we had on it or kind of the things that we learned about pre-fishing and kind of, I don't know, take take what we learned and just, as I always like to say, just be better, you know? <laughs> Got to be better for next time. We're, we're learning so much this year in the trail about all these brand new bodies of water and how to, like, pre-fish successfully. And sometimes successful pre-fishing doesn't mean boating nine fish. It doesn't mean finding like one pot of bait fish it's it's kind of a combination of a lot of things so i don't yeah i don't know matt i don't know about you max but i I think throughout that pre-fishing there were some pretty good ebb and flows of how we're feeling going into the <laughs> tournament because of how big the body of water was what we didn't know or did know about each side of the lake the sections what to use follows in general we're hard to come by again. I mean, yeah. all of that was just, uh, yeah. I'm curious to hear. Um, I mean, since I haven't really heard much yet, but uh, since you guys were out there a little over a week ago, got a little head start on the pre-fishing, got to check it out a little bit. Did you guys then take on Tuesday to the same sort of spots that you found in the week prior, or did you venture off to a new part of the lake and try and tackle something new? Um, what was your game plan then the first couple of days of pre-fishing? So we, so prior to getting there in the 19th pre-fishing, Max and I did sneak over to the Chippewa flowage very secretly to fish a day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I know we did not tell a single very other sneaky. person. Very, very <laughs> sneaky. And, uh, we were able to boat a small fish, lose a small fish, 
see a good fish and see a mega giant. And I know we're going to explain this a little bit further, but Max and I were talking and we agree now after the tournament and talking to other people that we let a lot of our pre-fishing just this past week going into the tournament was determined by the few very large fish that we saw in sections of the lake without getting too specific, just kind of deter us from looking at other places basically and we kept looking at spots near because it's such a big body of water and our boat maxes out at about 35 36 miles an hour we knew that we don't need to be you know burning spot to spot if it's you know mile two miles or whatever away and burning 15 20 minutes of time and gas and that's i think kind of where we got hung up for the most part pre-fishing and probably why we didn't see that many fish yeah, it was, um, it, 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 it's almost hard to like fully explain kind of where we were at, I guess, you know, just trying to back up here. So like, you know, we snuck out on that day and, you know, we, we really were just kind of playing the guessing game of looking at the Chippewa flowage map and just kind of visually looking at spots that looked good. We did a little bit of everything recon. looks good. Everything looks good, right? I mean, it does. It's it's a gorgeous body of water. I mean, that's that's an understatement. It's it's unbelievable out there. And you know, the day we got out there last week, just you know, real quick was like was a lot of fun. I mean, we bounced around to a lot of different spots that looked really good. And like Gus said, you know, we moved um, a good a good amount of fish for a day being out there of not knowing anything, and we were feeling great. You know, our first spot of the day, I caught this muskie that was you know, maybe 30 inches. We didn't really measure it, but you know, shortly after that, I think our, our first four spots of the day, we saw fish, including that really, really big fish. And that was on one specific kind of section and area of the lake. And so when we got there this week, I think we built a lot of our tournament game plan and strategy around those fish that we moved that one single outing. And mind you that day that we went out and fished, um, amazing weather in the morning from about 6 a.m until about 1 p.m was outstanding weather i mean just you know low clouds humid um good wind you know you name it it was kind of ideal conditions and as the day kind of progressed the conditions got worse and um we slowed down so we really kind of focused on those few areas that we moved a bunch of fish that morning a week ago and that's where we started and, and you know we we kind of just kept kept at it and found a lot of different spots that looked really similar to the spots where we moved all those fish and i i thought like the first day of pre-fishing we i mean i don't know about you gus but like i felt great i mean <laughs> you're out on the chippewa flowage in the fall the leaves are changing it's gorgeous we're seeing some fish and we're having some fun um felt like we really were dialing something in um but i think the biggest lesson that i learned more than anything on this pre-fishing thing is you know if you go to a certain area of the lake and and you hit it at inopportune times you don't not seeing fish even in spots that look good it's like you still got to bankroll those spots because when stuff changes and weather changes and you're in certain moon phases or whatever what have you you know, those spot, those different areas of the lake could fire up. And so we got really centralized on a certain location and, um, 
as you'll kind of hear as we go through it, that that was our that was our biggest problem, um, you know, overall. Yeah, and I believe also we ended up catching the first pre-fishing fish we've ever boated this year. And that really got like our heads spinning like, oh yeah, we're, we, we got this under control. Like this, this spot was good. We knew it was good. Got that fish. All these spots look similar. Let's go hammer them in the tournament. And I know (laughs) for further explaining that, that fish caught pre-fishing max in, in the quick looking back at the small footage we have of it, he turns to me and says, should we be fishing here? Because it looks so good. There's bait stacked up. But bait there's no pop, not even stacked up. It was popping everywhere all yeah. over this yeah. particular oh. weed bed that we were on. It was a small spot near the deep river channel, like your classic flowage musky spot. Yes. And it was, it just looked too good. And Max says that to me. And I think I was about, I I said, probably not. I think I said something like that. And I whip out one more cast and I swear in my mind, I'm like, this is my last cast here. And then we're just going to keep driving around and map it out. And I got smoked by like a 40 to 42. We didn't measure it as well. And we just were like, no way. And that was the day before the tournament. So we, we burned that fish and that was a nice one that, would have probably been sitting in that exact same area come the next morning. Yeah, most likely. And we found out at least that spot actually ended up being pretty <laughs> we'll get good into spot, that. holding holding a good <laughs> amount of fish. We'll get and into that. Not because we think they are holding there, it's because we absolutely know through some terrible, unfortunate events <laughs> throughout the tournament. But I think uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head here. Ryan, if you don't have too much else on pre-fishing, I'm trying to think like what we really learned. Was was that that fish that you kind of accidentally caught pre-fishing? Was that in one of the spots that you scouted that week prior on your secret mission out there? Uh, No, it was not actually. Same like side of the lake, same sort of structure and everything. So you're fishing relative spots too. Okay. Yeah. It was just shallow, shallow, isolated weed beds adjacent to river kind of main river areas. Yeah. That was our game plan. Should be money. It should be. We got hung up on that pretty good about looking at the map at the main river channels and looking for everything right off of that. And basically we're looking for like, Pockets that the wind was sweeping through, good weeds there, looking for bars with good weeds, looking for points sticking out to deep water with good weeds. Uh, that was kind of what we were mainly looking for. And a lot of times and, and it felt to, like a barren wasteland, you know? Well, during the tournament, certainly, but not not during pre-fishing. I mean, I think that's what got us so, I mean, so much in trouble um, was you know, Wednesday or excuse me, Thursday, the day before the tournament, when you caught that fish, it was flat, calm, 80 degrees, pure sun. So we were after Gus caught that, no moon phase, you know, you catch that fish. We're driving around to these spots. We're going to fish in the tournament and we're, you know, driving up on them and we're visually seeing massive pods of bait on these spots. So we're like, 
putting X's on all these spots, like probably 10 to 15 different spots, like isolated weed beds, like Gus was saying, points sticking off islands, diving into deep water. And we're watching the bait just like pop on all these different spots. So we're like, you just caught a fish on this exact identical type of location. I'm like, this spot's going to be money. This spot's going to be money. This spot's going to be money. And we're just like drawing X's through all these spots on our map. Like we're going to go here first. We're going to go here. We're going to go here. We're going to go here. We might have 14 fish by the, by the <laughs> afternoon. I mean, this is going to be easy. Like, you know, we're, we're figuring this out and you know, I mean, not saying that we didn't see any other PMTT boat when we were pre-fishing, but we I was just going to ask that. very many. Did you guys <laughs> think because you didn't see anybody that you guys had the secret key to this thing and that, <laughs> or no, that yeah. it concern you? We I'm got, no, I don't know. I was a little concerned, but at the same time, I was like, damn, we got these spots to ourselves. Like, that's what I oh, love. I and... love diving into like new stuff like this that's not getting tapped in by other people, especially in a tournament setting. And you got to keep in mind, you know, the championship was only 31 boats on a massive exactly. body of water yeah, with, with over 900,000 spots to fish. So, like, we went into it saying, like, we're not going to try to listen to anybody else. We're going to try to find our own bite. And we thought we had it figured out. And I'm not saying we, I don't, I wouldn't say overconfident is the right word. It was just like, we felt like we got it. I mean, Thursday afternoon rolled around and we're like, let's get out of here. I mean, we, we got it going on. Like we mapped, we mapped out our spots. Let's go gas up the boat. Let's go take a nap. Gus, go add it up, add up the pod. I'll do a little bit of work. And we'll get to the the rules meeting because we got you know we got it figured out. We're good. There's gonna be fish here. We know you know we know there is. So that's kind of how our pre-fishing ended. I would say we felt we felt great. I mean, after pre-fishing, wouldn't you agree, Gus? Yeah, I truly did too. I mean, we just had the knowledge that only we had. We had a little bit going into it from other people on just kind of like uh, I don't even I don't know. Areas. Like not, not, not even areas really just like a couple minor tactics maybe some baits but all the baits were just the same that we would be using anyways and yeah no i mean yeah definitely areas but we just we just neglected some of them and and i know that one day that we we're on the one side of the lake and we saw what was it? I mean, there's there was a bass tournament going on the same weekend, so there's a lot of those boats out pre-fishing. But we went to one area where we thought looked good on our secret mission out there, but we didn't see anything. We fished it again and didn't see anything, but also saw like two or three other musky tournament boats pre-fishing that area. And that was like now looking back, probably should have looked into it a little bit more on why that was so popular, because I because sometimes places are popular for a reason. And we overlooked that saying like, oh, screw this. This is going to get hammered. Like, whatever. Let's not <laughs> even look at this. And right. I think we screwed up on that. All right. All right. Enough of the boring pre-fishing talk. Let's hear about that juice that happened during the tourney. Day one, Max, where'd you start? Did you go back to these X marks on the maps that you guys made and stick to the plan? Um, and what, and what did you see in the first few hours? Yeah. Well, so I guess, I mean, I want to start with saying like, this was probably the most nervous I've ever been fishing. Like it yeah. sounds so weird and dumb, but like I was fishing nervous straight up. I was like, 
I was like, dude, if I tie into a fish like early on, because I mean, I guess we'll just, you know, for all the people that aren't like fully aware of the details. So like Gus and I came into the championship and we had a lead for top gun team of the year. And essentially what the PMTT guys that run the show were saying is like, if you guys catch one fish, one legal fish over 30 inches, you're a shoe in for team of the year. And so that, I think that kind of screwed with our mental a little bit because instead of being like a normal tournament where we just wanted to go there and freaking win and do really well, I think a little part of our minds were like, all right, we just need one fish. Hey, we got two full days of tournament fishing throughout the whole season. It's been good. We've been been able to catch a fish in every tournament in a day and a half, two full days. This is going to be no sweat. You know what I mean? Like we, we were like, this isn't even going to be an issue. Yeah, like, I I mean, so we just, we, I think mentally we're just kind of like, I don't know about you, Gus, but like, I wasn't saying that I didn't, I mean, obviously I was ho- going into it hoping we would win, wanted to win. But I think when you set the bar at like, oh, you just need to catch one thirty incher, it does screw a little bit with your mentals, I think, you know, and I, I think that kind of went into our bait, at least my bait selection a little bit, downsizing when things started to get slow, stuff like that, <laughs> I mean... It, yeah, I uh, there was a little bit of downsizing in the tournament. I know, as you remember, I did not downsize very much at all. No, no, you didn't, and I and that was fine. Great. We had we had good, good. complimentary bait selection, but yeah. like I was nervous. Like I'll I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Like when we started the day, I was nervous. I think you were too. Oh yeah, you know, not I much... was. Tried to keep a stone cold face, but yeah, on the inside for sure, very nervous. Uh, it, it's. Yeah, I I don't think it I don't think the going after just one small fish screwed up our like spot plan like where no, we're fishing. No. It's just I think you're right. I think it was just mental. Yeah, mental just a men- we it was at. just a mental thing of the feeling of the pressure of like, "Oh, it's easy. You just need to catch one small muskie." And as everyone yeah. who's listening to this knows, like that it's not, not easy. easy. I would have the same mindset. I'd be like, oh, let's downsize a bit. Just find that stupid little spunky male and get on the board. <laughs> Don't make it too hard. But then, yeah, that gets in your head. Second, that doesn't work. And then you're like, oh, shit, did I just waste my time? <laughs> and like, you know, nine hours a day of fishing seems like an eternity. But anyone who's fishing a tournament or, you know, really anything, if you're on a weekend trip and you know you only got two days to fish, like those hours start to melt away real quick. So, yeah, I mean, start of the day, we're boat number one. We're taking off in front of Ty and Tate Senate, who Ty Senate is like, you know, a goddamn legend up there. Every single person and their mother knows who he is, and he fishes the Chippewa flowage um, better than anyone else is obviously, you know, we'll, t- we'll touch on um, towards the end here. But, you know, it was just, it was a big spot to be in, in, in an area that we weren't, not saying that we weren't comfortable in it. It was just like new territory. You know, every other tournament, we kind of felt like we went in as a little bit of an underdog and like, can we keep this Cinderella story kind of rolling on? And uh, then it just got real when we were taken off and it was like, we're boat number one. Everyone's looking at where we're going, probably like, if we're going to head West, are we going to head North? Are we going to head South? Like it, it just was one of those feelings of like, God, holy shit, this is like kind of real right now. So (laughs) Yeah, we started the day at our spot where Gus caught the one pre-fishing, and what was it, Gus? Five minutes into that spot, you moved a fish. Uh, yeah, not much. Moved it on uh, a big bait, and it came into the figure eight because I saw it on side image. The water was dirty, 
could not ever see the fish ended up going around i don't know a good eight or nine times showed up on side image so it went around a whole bunch disappeared never pretty much to be seen again that day and that was a start and it felt good that we got one up and moving but it was kind of like eh, it's we're in the tail end of this moon phase i think it was a major the morning major we had each day but the first day we only got the back uh 45 minutes or so and and we kind of just continued that spot out and i think we uh i don't know how many spots did we blank on i know it, it took a little bit until our next uh fish moved well um, i I want to ask because I think it's about time, but can you uh can you elaborate a little bit on the bait that moved the fish? I believe I can. Yes, I was holding back <laughs> on this one it only works, because <laughs> it it works. Um, actually, spoiler alert: second place team of the championship at the Chippewa Flowage caught their fish on this bait, and we actually talked about this with McLean Muskies. It is extremely well known, but not very well known in our area, and that's the beaver bait. Mm. And I've been hucking that thing around and catching some absolute dandies, moving some dandies, and caught the one pre-fishing on the beaver bait. Uh, it's a, it was an XL beaver bait, and that forty to forty-two incher had it gone, couldn't even see it. Joking. So when I saw that, that that fish choked it i was like holy shit these fish really want this bait like this is my go-to bait and even though we got some fish over the weekend i threw that bait a lot didn't see a single fish other than that one the first morning first 10 or so minutes raised it in the figure eight and mm -hmm. that got me caught up a lot and finding out that the second place team was only using beavers but they're using the downsized ones was that a is heartbreaking. That screwed, screwed me up. you a little bit. That screwed me up because I'm like, oh my god, I was throwing beavers like the whole time, and and uh, Max is switching up more of like the blades and dive and rise combination, and I was kind of going the beaver and rubber combination. Uh, that was pretty much like the main game plan there, and I don't know, it just didn't pan out. But yes. Brian, you'd have loved it. The front of our boat looked like a Team Rhino outdoors catalog. Oh yeah, <laughs> Gus was <laughs> Gus was sticking to his guns, and I, you know, I didn't have much luck pre-fishing on the stuff I was throwing, so I was rifling through baits. And um, I think a lot of that was probably due a little bit to the nerve factor of trying to find um, a lure that I had confidence in. And nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, you remember? Was... Oh, sorry to interrupt. I was just this is going a little too far forward, but remember the end of that one day passing the Senate's boat and seeing that they just have like four lures on the deck. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> black, all black, all black, all black, black and green. It's just yeah. like, all right, well, they got it, it dialed in. Pretty it sounded obvious. like they did end up throwing a little bit more stuff, but yeah, they definitely found, I mean, they knew, you know, what, what, what oh, was going to yeah. be getting chopped. And um, so yeah, it's day one, you know, um, it was a few, few more spots, you know, we were blanking and I think the morning felt, good and like there was this mid-morning bite window that was happening kind of for everybody every single day 
And so it was like around 10, 10 30. It felt like we were getting texts from our buddies pre-fishing like, yeah, I just got one or just saw one. And that was when Gus caught his and it's when we had other follows. And so that like mid morning, early fall bite window is always kind of good. I feel like when that, that, you know, heat of the day starts to kick in, the wind kind of kicks up, but the clouds start to roll in. Like that was when it felt really bitey out. And we get to a spot that we'd pre-fish, moved to fish, looked amazing again we're there we don't really see anybody else there um still at this point i think gus the spirits were fine you know I, like we said we had nerves and it was a little bit quieter in the boat than normal but like spirits were good we were fishing really hard um we were really locked in and i had this oh man i had this fish come in so hot like you know, where we were, the water was clear, which we'll touch on at this point. Uh, we, we moved a little bit down the flowage and this area, the water was a little bit more clear and about like 50 feet out. I just see kind of like the, you know, shadow of a muskie behind at the time I was throwing a bucktail. And, uh, all of a sudden I felt it like bump the back of my bait, like where, you know, you can feel it in the rod tip, but you can't set because it didn't eat it. And it bumps it again. Like it, it like kind of grabbed it twice. And then I start, I speed up trying to fire up the fish to eat changing directions. And I see the fish move up next to the bait. It's got like its left eye on the side of the bucktail and it's swimming with it like super fast. And I'm like, Gus, here's one, here's one, here's one, here's one. And I was just about to go into my eight thinking like it was just going to smash on the first turn. Mind you, this is like a 40, 42 inch fish. And I like my whole body goes numb. Like when I see that fish, like my whole body went numb, like not no bullshit. I was like, Gus, 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 Gus. And I go into my first eight and that fish just pieces out about at a million miles an hour. Oh. And we revisited that spot multiple times looking for that fish never ever to be found again never nope. saw it no nope. yeah that was a different one than the one that we raised pre-fishing too so we're, we kind of had the confidence that there's a multiple fish holding spot and it just turned out to be our demise <laughs> on spending so much time on that spot in that area it's yeah that that was such dumb fish it's, it oh, was man. dumb. I can't believe that that flowage. We we saw a lot of very dumb hot fish that weren't dumb enough to eat. So I can't even yeah. call them dumb. They're very smart yeah. and <laughs> picky. Very <laughs> picky. Really picky. And so I mean, just to like you know give you guys the timeline. Now it's like we're we're at mid morning. You know, we fished another few spots, blanked. We kept revisiting that spot. We moved that giant fish the week week prior. That fish never showed its face again. And so hours are kind of starting to melt away here. I mean, on day one and, you know, there, there was no panic at this point that set in. We kept saying like, all right, we got to look at this as like, we got a full two days here. We're learning a lot. We're getting some addresses. We've moved two fish, you know, and at the chip, like people have said, it's tough. So like we felt okay about only moving two fish, you know, we're like, all right, we got two addresses. Um, we're, we got spots to go back to the wind's going to pick up. The weather's going to get way better tomorrow. So let's not panic if nothing happens today, but we still really wanted to get a fish on day one. Like just get that weight off your shoulders. Cause like, 
it was just, you know, you're just like, God, like, please happen soon. And at this point, you know, Gus still hasn't visually seen a fish only on side imaging. And you now as we burn through a few more spots here, it's like starting to approach like 1 PM and then 2 PM. And then like, you know, the tournament on day one's done at four. And so Gus and I are like, all right, we got an afternoon minor. Let's go back after that fish that you raised this morning. We can't find our Megalodon fish anymore. He's gone. He peaced out. See you later. Can't find the hot fish that I raised at about 1030. He's gone. See you later. So we're like, let's go back to the fish you raised at, at first light and, you know, get him to go during this minor. And we go through the spot again, blank, probably a third or fourth time on that spot in that first day. And we moved to a spot very close within eyesight proximity of the spot we just fished or we caught the one pre-fishing, moved the one in the morning and we watch a tournament boat pull up, go to the spot, catch one right where we saw the fish on side image. And we we're like, no. And it, you it dude, me? we heard, we were, we were turned, we were throwing like to our backs to them. Cause we, we saw them sneak up into the spot and this is tournament fishing, right? Like it, it's, you know, all like, it is what it is like you it's know cutthroat. It's, it's cutthroat yeah sure. and so like we were kind of like oh those those mother you know whatever and we were like <laughs> god damn like you know so but we were kind of like it's okay we just burned through that spot we threw a bunch of good baits those fish are either gone or they're they're new you know negative at this point so we weren't too worried about it and like as our backs are turned and we're fishing all of a sudden we just hear this yeah <laughs> and we turn around yeah. the, net, the nets in the water and these guys are hunched oh. over the boat and we're like no way did that just happen <laughs> we were yeah. there eight minutes ago like what on earth and i look at gus and i'm just like dude did you cry we didn't cry but like well gus was <laughs> i ever seen gus that fired up he's like he was i was pissed he was mad not at really them, but just up. like at the situation. Like, I think we could have stomached day one, like getting a few addresses, fishing our spots hard, and been like, all right, it wasn't meant to be. Tomorrow's weather looks way better. But like that rattled us. Like, we were like, no, like that was the fish. We needed that fish. Like, why didn't it eat? They were, I mean, they, it, the spot's not big. The spot is not big. Like, it, yeah, you can, you can fish it thoroughly in like 30 minutes. And so we turned around and see them net in the water, high-fiving and shit. We're just like, I, I mean, yeah, we were pissed. Like, we were just like, dude, that was, the, that was the fish we needed. Like, that was the fish to get the monkey off the back and, like, actually start this damn tournament. Because, like, at the time now, we're just, and it's 3.30, 3.40. Like, the day's almost done. We don't know where to go at this point. We got no more fish, really, to go back on. We're starting to fish spots that we didn't even hit during that day. And it just like, I would say the mood prior to seeing that was like optimistic still that everything was going to be fine. But that was one of those situations where like, I don't know about you, Gus, but in my head, that's when I started going to a little bit of a dark place. Like <laughs> we, it might be one of those freaking weekends where like our timing just might be off. And that, that's a hard thing to just see, you know? Can we go back to uh, what they said, what you heard from their boat? <laughs> 
that was it it was so distinct i can remember it like <laughs> and it was the, the the noise they made i'm like they just caught that fish like they just caught that fish turn around nets uh, in the water they're hugging and shit i'm like that's oh what, that's, no that's where your nightmares were filled with that night dude constant yeah 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 and so oh man day gets done no fish we see one fish visually we move one fish on side imaging not a great day we go to the rules meeting we're like well it was sunny you know we haven't gotten many texts from people we go to the rules meeting and extra just kicking the nuts we start talking to people oh yeah caught one moved 12 you know the senates get on stage yeah we we caught two lost five saw 16 we talked to our buddies clayton and nick they lost four caught one saw more that adds to their record there too when i saw that post of his i was like oh my god they had to been in a dark place oh yeah they were they'll we'll get into that but they you know like people that we like we're we're staying with at the cabin like we don't know where they're fishing we don't we haven't seen them but like clearly that was when it sunk into me is like we screwed up like we we are not in the right spot they are fish firing there was a lot of fish caught on day one and a lot of doubles triples a 50 was caught like there was a party going on and we just like we were not not only like we were not invited we missed the invite we never saw where the party was party was over uh, we didn't hear about no. it till after it got done like it was but it was happening and fish were snapping <laughs> yeah we were just straight up not invited because that party was rolling what felt like the whole weekend for a good amount of people because yeah. there was a boatload of fish caught in this tournament oh for a yeah. tournament team of what i think actually ended up only being 29 teams there was <laughs> there were so many fish caught i think it was 50 50 fish caught. And I think that's more than that's Cave, more than Madison, and more than Vermilion. With... So let's get into day two, because that's when stuff started to get real dark. And I mean, yeah, the, like, the, uh, real, the weight real on the dark. shoulders got real heavy after watching those people catch the fish that we are kind of after on the first right, so... day of the tournament. And what's up? So to, to... I don't want to cut you off. I was just going to lead into day two, but I mean, to start off that morning, you guys wake up. I mean, what, what's your game plan? Are you both kind of thinking different things? I mean, I trust. What's that Gus, look like? I trust. Gus, I trust. <laughs> Max put a lot of trust in me. And I think we just kind of went with a lot of initial guts. Like there's gotta be more fish on those few spots. We move fish. Uh, those fish might come back and we stuck to fishing a lot of the same stuff as the first day. And that's where we got held up. Max, correct me if I'm wrong. Did we go, we didn't have a single follow on day two. Is that correct? We went seven hours and 10 minutes, eight hours and 10 minutes. How long is the tournament day? Nine hours. It was nine hours and 15 minutes this year because they started at 645 instead of seven. So we went a full eight hours on day two. And mind you, we need a fish to like day two. We need a fish. We need a fish over 30 inches to get what we thought at the time, top gun team of the year to fish day three. They cut it off after day two. If you don't catch a fish, we went eight hours without seeing a (laughs) single fish. (laughs) 
It was, I just want to well, know what that, what, like, well, you hit that seven and a half hour eight, and, and this, well, and, you got accumulated. Just... Sorry, I don't mean to cut off. I was just no, you're good. We're all we're like, the... we just want to, like, no, no, say no I'm a freaking crazy. This is. this is not so. I want to add the accumulation here. The last fish that we raised on the first day was, I think, 11 a.m., 10 30. It was 10, that late morning, yeah, 10 10 30. So let's add that, say, five hours. Without raising the fish in the afternoon that day, no and then go, white. and then go the so, next. I think day eight and a half hours. It wasn't until like a little after three p.m. So, so that's what's thirteen math. and a half hours. Not seeing a single fish, and hearing about people seeing ten plus, getting bites. Fish are up like crazy. The Senate's get on stage after day one. After day one and they caught the fish and they say that day two those fish should be snapping more and we go the first eight and a half hours of the day without seeing a single fish we we finally were like dude we're fishing the wrong area like like we and it, this is not this is not 13 and a half hours of like us three out on the boat shooting the shit having a good time like yeah we want to catch fish i mean we are it's tournament fishing. Like you are casting, figure eight, casting, figure eight, casting, figure eight. I think I drank four sips of water. We scarfed down our chicken wraps in between spots. Like you're not really talking. You're not eating. You're not drinking. You're rifling through baits. Like the turn, the hours just kept like ticking away. Like I'd be like, what time is it? It's 11. What time is it? It's 1215. What time is it? It's one. <laughs> what time is it? It's one I'm like, Oh my God. And like, we got to a point where I started talking to Gus. I'm like, you know, this is going to sound really stupid now, but I'm like, Gus, man, like, let's just think big picture here. I'm like, it's our first year on the trail. <laughs> yeah. I, I shit you not, dude. Yeah. We like, we go like, I go, Gus, like, let's think big picture here. It's our first year on the trail. We made a lot of new friends. Like, <laughs> It's been a it's blast. All for fun. It's all for I'm like, fun. it's all for fun. I'm like, we had a blast. <laughs> I'm like, we caught fish in three events to lakes. We've never been before. I'm like, this shit happens, man. I'm like, you got to look at a big picture. Like we did, we did awesome. Like accumulation of the year. We did awesome. This is a, like, we've had so much fun. We've had memories that like we literally will never forget. I'm like this, like it was that bad, dude. And I, you know, I'm that, not like that, a that, sentimental person. Like it got, it got sentimental. I'm like, Gus, it's okay. Like that that's what uh that's what every diehard Packer fan, that's their talk after a playoff loss. <laughs> yeah. It's all just entertainment. We'll get it, we'll I mean, get them all... next year. Yeah, we'll get them next year. Like this is this isn't life or death. Like because I mean we means just more. We wanted it so bad, dude. Like we just wanted a fish so bad. And they like just taking cast after cast after cast and not seeing anything. And it's not like we're staying on the same spot. Like we are. We're buzzing here. We're buzzing there. We're going to famous spots. We're going to spots we prefish. Like, and it was cloudy. It was windy. It was on and off rain. Like, these are conditions in September that you should just be smashing fish. And it wasn't even like it wasn't bad. It was horrible. Like, it was so, so, so bad. So I yeah sorry to be like going a little rant there <laughs> no that's all right you kind of filled in the whole details of basically all of day two and and exactly how i felt i was not talking a lot and you were definitely 
honestly cheering me up saying that like, oh yeah, that's right. We've done very well this whole year. I feel super grateful for that. We're here on the chip fishing in the tournament in the championship first year doing the trail. We should be absolutely honored, felt honored, maybe not in the direct moment just because of where my head was at. But I think something switched in our minds. I don't know who said it to switch. I I think you were making the call like we got to switch it up. Like we cannot keep doing these spots again and again because they're just not panning out. And I know we're we're stubborn fishermen. We like to hammer spots. We like to stick and stay, make them pay. But we're like after after the kind of the talk of like, here's where we're at this year. Like we should be grateful. We're like, let's just start getting a little bit more closer to where we think the bite's going on. And I think the call was made to go fish this particular spot. And so I told you, I'm like, Gus, I'm like, find it in your gut. I'm like, just listen to your gut. What's your gut telling you? I'm like, just like, just look at the map and just like, feel it, man. I'm like, just we're, we're at miracle fish territory. I mean, it is two. 15 to 30 we got an hour and a half left boat launch need a musky oh <laughs> we tried oh. it we oh, tried it you? tried it and there was also a fish caught at that exact spot by our buddies boat launch fish and we no fished that spot too <laughs> uh, yeah so i mean it was yeah it was like i think we had i mean at least for me i got a little sense of like calmness when we started talking actually we're like, you know, dude, we've had memories that will remember forever. This is so much fun. Like, we just got to remember, like, this is pretty cool. We're brothers. We get to fish in these events. Like, I mean, it was, it, it got to that point. Like, we were just, we were like comforting each it's other. Like, I remember like, the Titans movie script or something. Yeah. Out. <laughs> I mean, this shit means a lot to us. Like, we wanted it, like I said, we wanted it so badly and it wasn't, it just wasn't happening, man. Like, straight up, it just was not. Yeah. It's something to be said about, like, in fishing where i mean there's good it's good to have confidence and it's good to always feel comfortable in the spots you fish all that stuff but i think we got caught up i know i did where i was like i think i was trying too hard and over analyzing everything and we simply to put it in short term we just simplified and when max said find it in your gut look at the map find a spot I pointed to one out and we buzzed all the way over there and the wind was kind of pushing in pretty nicely into the spot. It's a great looking area and I don't know if it was already on or if you told me to fish it. I feel like you told me to fish it, but I I put on the old trusty 10 inch weighted suic sucker pattern, my all time favorite that actually has not caught a single fish yet this year and it was my probably top bait of 2022 and that's the baby right there yeah and strap that thing on get it all uh you know put onto the wire leader and the uh an obs system that we do with the split rings and all that stuff and i just get to hucking and i know prior to the spot to kind of preface this is i think i told max kind of why i'm saying that you know it's like i was trying too hard I was like, I think we're not, we're not catching anything. Cause I'm like too focused. I'm like, you always, ca- you always catch a muskie when you're daydreaming. Everyone knows this. 
And I, yeah, in my mind, <laughs> Brian. yeah, Brian daydreams 24 <laughs> seven. Oh, hey, hey, whoa, wait, whoa, my catches example. Some really nice fish. <laughs> and I was going to say you last weekend when I was up there, you were holding the rod wrong and then you got crushed. <laughs> That's true. I was daydreaming <laughs> they, they last weekend. I lost a nice fish because I was dinking around in the last but it does work minutes. it does work yeah it does Brian work. Knows he's got the monkey in his brain clapping the symbols together and that's why he catches big fish yeah okay okay, okay. <laughs> and Man, uh just kidding, so just so in my mind after max gives me the comfort of you know we did a great job this year so far no matter what happens proud of ourselves i have in my mind after getting drenched in the morning and looking at sunday's weather being extra windy and extra rainy i'm like oh my god sleeping in in a warm bed is gonna feel amazing i honestly can't wait to be done fishing and get back have no stress of catching a fish (laughs) and oh there's one oh it's just a pike and it jumps 10 feet in the not 10 feet sorry i'm i'm freaking fired up jumps over over the boat (laughs) this fish jumps in the air and you can hear in the video, Max and I go, not a pike, not a pike, not a pike, not a pike. And it's just a Chinese fire drill. And it happened that oh, quick. That's what my three, mind is doing. 310? Yeah, pretty much. 308, 310 or something stupid like that. Just the final 50 minutes hour. left in the tournament. I mean, yeah, not even because we cut it off early so that we don't have to worry about sending picks in or losing yeah. out on service or not. 45, 45 minutes left of fishing time. Yeah, and and that's what was going through my mind a warm bed to sleep in, not have to fish the next day, go home, feel refreshed, feel proud of our year, and boom, I get smacked. The most nonchalant eat, and I set the hook, the rod barely bends, and I I literally I looked over, I looked over, and I'm like, yep, Pike. Because you, I mean, the way you acted, like, our body languages were just nothing, nonchalant. Yeah, and then it just shot up in the air, and it's not a Pike, not a (laughs) They get the net. Your soul left your body when that thing shot up in the air. And like, I just oh, run to God. the front of the boat and I'm just wrenching down on that thing. I'm like, you're coming in. You're coming in right now. Well, I'm not even going to fight you. You're just, boat I might it? boat flip it. Oh, you are mine. <laughs> you are absolutely mine. This thing was hooked extremely well for the one small hook that was in its face. Out of the other eight that a Suic has, not eight, sorry, three trebles. Eight point or nine points, one point was in its base, but right through the upper jaw. I knew oh. by that set, totally had that thing cracked. I'm just kidding. I yeah, no right. <laughs> I do. No when idea. it jumped up in the air, like that's when you could totally visually see the fish shoot up and the bait go one way and the fish go the other. Oh, like, no. the like, dude, it, I mean, when you see a fish jump that high and all the tension comes out of the line, like typically only bad things can happen. Happen. if that came off and we both saw it a muskie in the final 45 minutes then i would have cried but mm-hmm. it didn't come down to that and we were hugging and we got that thing <laughs> measured and uh 35 I, and three quarters baby that's the biggest 35 and three quarters i've ever landed in my life oh yeah uh, it was the most clutch thing i've ever seen in my entire life dude i was like ice man ice man in his veins we were Bringing going nuts golfing days yeah how, a... how how loud were we after that any, any little girl screams come out shouting shouting <laughs> just like we did it 
I was like, did that just happen? Are you fucking kidding me? Who do you think you are? I am. There's, <laughs> there's a boat of like 30 something year old walleye fishermen that are like 40 yards away from us. They were they on the spot. Drove by us. Yeah, yeah they just drove the by us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They just drove by us. They see this all go down. They start yelling. I start screaming at the boat. Gus, you can edit this out. I'm like, <laughs> fucking rights, baby. I'm like, that's no a way. big fucking yeah. fish. For oh, us. yeah. And these and guys are like, going nuts. <laughs> Dude, they were going nuts. They're like, hell yeah, let's go. I'm like, yeah, fucking right, baby. That's a big <laughs> fish for us. We were on this like, famous bar wait are, like, these, are these other musky guys or is no this... they're just no they're just, oh yeah, that's you're, hilarious you're, you're sending a text over there so we are like dude they're just three random dudes they have no idea we're in this tournament they they probably have no clue what's going on they just think we're like probably out there fishing maybe they knew there was a tournament going on or whatever but like i'm screaming i'm like that's a big fish for us that is massive i'm like this guy is fucking clutch. I'm like, let's go. We're <laughs> then freaking the fun- out, dude. And the funniest part, they're like, how big? Like, is it a big one? And we're just like, I no. don't know, like 36? No. <laughs> like, no. It's, it's not, not big this. at all. But, <laughs> but who I'm cares? like, oh, Wait, so, so did you guys know big picture? Like, I guess we've got into the results yet, but Ty and Tate Senate, did they come in? going into saturday with a few fish or yes we knew they already caught two fish on day two one fish? On friday okay. so we, we should preface that they were second place for top gun team yeah, yeah so they already had two you guys had zero they're in second i mean you guys had a good chunk of point uh you know ahead of them but we didn't catch a fish did you... we weren't getting first yeah so did you know though that even with the 35 it was going to come down to no nope. pension well, points here. <laughs> no, we didn't know that until we got to the meeting afterwards, which prior to so that, you guys didn't even know that like that won it. Well, we were told you... that there was almost mathematically no way that if we caught a fish that anybody could win, there was a very slim chance. The only chance was if we took last and they took first. And by last, I mean, out of all the teams that caught a fish, because there was 23 we had a 23 point lead there was 23 boats that caught a fish and if we took last and they took first we would have tied for the entire year what it would have came down to the tiebreaker which is Overtime. highest tournament finish which would have been them who yeah we were guessing at that time we're gonna either take first second or third at the very worst um so at the time when Gus caught that fish, we were thinking there was most likely no way 23 out of the 29 teams caught a fish because that is like astronomically crazy odds in a tournament. If anyone, you know, you know, like just doesn't happen. Right. And yeah. So in our heads, it was like, it's, it's ours. We sealed the deal. We did what we set out for here. And the day came to an end uh, we did not see anything else again. So we went that day with zero follows, one bite, one boated. 35 and three quarters. We go towards taking out and we actually run into the Senates, Ty and Tate. Tate has two bush lights in hand, ready to just toss at us. He didn't even know if we caught a fish or not. He was going to toss it to us, either being a congratulations or like, 
you know, great work this year, guys. You'll get them next time. <laughs> and we told them we got the fish and they were absolutely fired up for us, which is pretty cool. And another thing, those guys are awesome. The Senates are really cool people. It was great meeting them this year on the trail. And I really look forward to, you know, doing the trails from here on out with, you know, hopefully them in contention, good competition at all the events. So, but that was cool of them to do that. And then we find out that they got two more, which wasn't super surprising for us. Uh, I can't remember. I think they said, did they lose a couple as well? The second day, maybe two or something and saw like a few. Yeah, more. they lost some big they lost some big ones the second day. Right. Yeah. So we're like, okay, that just makes sense. It's the Senates. And and we went the whole day not seeing a single fish and then getting one. And then we're like, all right, I don't know what's gonna happen. We weren't really looking at Facebook updates. And then we see that it's like, oh, people are doubling, tripling, big time fish caught, double the crazy of fish action day. And we get there and we find out that there was 26 fish caught, I believe. Yeah, 26 fish caught day two, and there's 13 day one. And it oh, ends yeah. up being 23 boats of the 29 caught fish Jeez. in the championship in two days, which is unreal. Usually it's the, the Tim said it's usually like eight, 10, 10 12. 12, maybe 15 Most. boats. So that's why they're like, it's you guys catch a fish and it's yours. And then we find out that we're in 21st of 23 boats. The Senates were in first. The Senates were in <laughs> first. And we're like, holy crap, if we don't catch a fish on Sunday, day three, the two people behind us in 22nd and 23rd place catch a fish and the Senates take first, we don't get top gun. Like, holy crap, now that's this actually real again. <laughs> yeah, as if it wasn't real. <laughs> yeah. And so I would say like, just the sheer fact of getting that fish, like the adrenaline was so great that it, it almost didn't matter when we found all that out because it was like, who cares? We <laughs> That moment. Well, like it, it didn't even matter at that point. That was such a, that was such an insane moment, man. Like <laughs> 45 minutes left in a, in a 18 hour tournament raising visually seeing one fish in 18 hours. I mean, it mm. like, Going and in, going into like the just like the depths of hell and musky fishing. <laughs> yeah, just... Everybody else is cracking fish, and we are just like so down bad. And we and like, wiggled our way into that field for Sunday. Like, talk I mean... about just manufacturing one single bite. Oh, <laughs> just... and uh, it was really cool. Like, everyone was so awesome at the not the ceremony but like the day two update meeting area like everybody was you know just being really cool like way to grind it out way to get one like that's awesome and then we kind of figured out that news because it wasn't right away like you know you don't they don't give like total like live updates and so you don't really know until like you actually break it down and we were at the bar and like the you know guys that were directing the tournament all of a sudden they started doing the math and they're like yeah i mean this is the scenario that's gonna play out tomorrow <laughs> we're like holy shit we senate's bias a shot of peppermint peppermint schnapps trying to get us hammered we're all hanging out no they i mean they were so cool man about it they were like you know just go out there and bury one tomorrow just go get one just get it done with like you guys got this yeah. and yeah i mean like so day three, like Gus and I were talking the night of day two after we got back from the bar. We're like, well, 
we're not going to any of the spots we fished day one and day two besides where you nope. caught that fish like we're reinventing the wheel and we're gonna try to just go by the seat of our pants and try to find one goddamn muskie in this beautiful body of water just a hundred percent new game plan <laughs> yeah so sunday you've is this like a part of the lake you've never put your boat on a little bit yep, yep. yeah fishing similar cover and structure or i mean water water clarity was the biggest deal man every single day that water where we were fishing got clearer and clearer and clearer the wind was blowing from the south we'll just say it we were on the south end of the lake on the east side and that water from the day we were there a week ago pre you know doing our sneaky pre-fishing thing was a little bit dirtier the fish were there Every day pre-fishing, we realized that water started to get clearer and clearer and clearer. And those fish either smartened up on baits or they just completely vacated those areas. And so mm-hmm. our game plan on Sunday was we knew where there was some dirty water. We didn't, We at this point, we knew where, we didn't know the exact spots on where those bites were all happening, but we knew the side of the lake that they were happening. We didn't know many spots over there. So we were like, we're not going to chase a bite. and and try to copy somebody else's game plan like we're going to try to do our own thing it's always worked for us we're going to stick to it our biggest thing was trying to find really dirty water and brian you would have loved how we fished on sunday i mean it was it was like combat combat fishing dirty ass water oh yeah up on stumps underneath lilies twitching cranks i loved it oh yeah top waters galore it was like i mean (laughs) Granted, it was awesome, but the same freaking thing happened. (laughs) We still weren't moving jack shit (laughs) to start Sunday morning. Welcome to the Manti boat boat on on the Chippewa Flowage. And (laughs) we had a lot of fun. To make matters worse, it was blowing 30 to 35 miles an hour from the east. It was raining about as hard as i've ever fished in on and off not even on and off it was consistently raining but it was on and off downpouring there were storms all around the area lightning was flashing thunder was hitting we had no service so we have no clue if other people are fishing so so at what point is this kind of like afraid for your life or is afraid to not catch a fish (laughs) there was a time when i told i said this out loud i go gus I want to win top gun as bad as the next guy, but I also don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd rather struck not by get lightning. struck by lightning. <laughs> um, we were kind of near a resort and I think, and at least in my head, I was like, we could just park the boat up and maybe go watch some like, you know, Sunday countdown type stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, we did find out there was a tournament team that cut it at nine and went and got breakfast, <laughs> even though they made it to Sunday. <laughs> they were like like, screw screw this they saw one bolt of lightning and they bolted (laughs) yeah max was it a harder like more consistent rain than our one tournament we got out in this year it was similar but it was way colder so like at least that was kind of like refreshing because it was during june it was like that nice june downpour we were like all right this is manageable yeah i mean i had i didn't pack right you know like i didn't know it was gonna be it was a high of like 53 and it was sideways driving rain. I had I had two raincoats. I started with my one raincoat. That got so drenched that I had to switch. I had like two hoodies on underneath. I had a base layer. And I mean, I was fine, but it was miserable. Like our hoods were up. We weren't, obviously we couldn't, and not that we weren't talking because like the fish was bad. I mean, that 
fishing was bad. I mean, obviously that played a factor, but like we couldn't talk cause we couldn't hear each other. It was just like, you know, kind of just weird in the boat. Like it just, when you're in your own head, yeah. you feel like you got to get a fish and like, we're going to all these new places. We've never seen a fish. We're like trying to get out of the wind. We fished way up a Creek arm. We fished a bay and that's where, you know, we got our first little bit of action. I had a muskie come up hot on bucktail and actually kiss the back of the bait and um, swam off right underneath my feet. And that was like, oh, <laughs> finally the second visual fish that we've seen in the last two and a half days comes flying in, kisses the back of the bait in pieces. It was like a 36, 38 what, inch. Like, what hour was that at? That was probably around that 10, 30, 11, same, that mid-morning bite window. Yeah. We, we were in an area we liked. Um, we never fished it, but like we heard it was a good spot. We heard it was a good, good area. So like, again, no other PMTT boats around. No, not a single soul. Just we're like all to ourselves. We're like all to I ourselves. Mean, is this good? Beautiful. It's beautiful. Like back bay is like an, an arm extension of the flowage. Like, you know, it was, it was gorgeous back in there. I mean, it was like, like mm. I said, you would have, you would have, it would have been like a wet dream for you fishing that. Like had a loon <laughs> following our boat. Yeah, we had a loon like following us around him. I was never I, one of our only conversations we had. I go, look at how peaceful that loon is. Not a care in the world. He doesn't care about muskeet fishing. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't he's not stressed out. He just he doesn't care about us. He's just eating fish. I mean, there's bait popping everywhere, and yeah, so that happened. And like, you know, we weren't. It wasn't the same amount of anxiety it was was on day one or day two, but like it was still there where we really did feel like we needed another fish because we didn't want to go to that rules ceremony, not knowing what the Senate's did, not knowing because it wasn't like six teams had to catch a fish. It was just two. And the weather was good enough for fish to be snapping. And like, if you were on them, you were on them. So we just kind of assumed like there was probably a pretty good chance that two, those two boats were going to get one. Yeah. Um, and so we, we were kind nervous. of, knew that there's a good chance that the Senates could very well win it in the place that they were in, you know, first place going into the third day. We had some friends and some other people that we knew in contention with them. And we were hoping and praying that they were just going to start smashing fish and <laughs> no offense to the Senates, take them down. But I don't, we just, you know, you never know. No, we, we kept saying like, it's in our hands. Let's finish it. It was not, we didn't yeah, want it to, I agree. to have to be anyone else's, prerogative to beat us like we we wanted just to kind of just finish it ourselves so that's uh that's again buzzer beater type stuff i looked at gus and i was like all right spots we're fishing aren't working out we were on the way north side of the lake at this point in time i was like gus we got probably one or two more spots to finish this tournament off let's do it we went back at that fish that i'd moved two three times never never saw it again and um gus said okay you know and we kind of chatted about maybe going back to that curse spot that we fished a bunch where fish were and you know we knew other fish were at i'm like i and i and i even said i was like i kind of want to go back to a spot we know fish are at you know like it just makes sense like we might be kicking ourselves if we don't go back there and we started heading that way and gus looked at the freaking wind that was racing through over pete's bar and uh big like three foot rollers rain was coming down and gus just said nope and he literally just goes turns the boat <laughs> around 
turns the boat around. He goes, we're fishing this spot. And I was like, all right, bet. And Gus, I trust we're fishing this spot. And we turned the corner and we got some other PMTT boat chilling on that spot, almost directly where I wanted to start, where the waypoint is of the fish they caught on day two. I'm like, all right, screw it. There's a similar spot right here. Let's roll in there. Let's just turn the boat. I did another 360. I was doing circles at this point. I mean, like if you would have had a camera on us, we're like, where should we go? Here. Nope. Here. Nope. In fact, the other way. So we go to this spot that, I mean, frankly, I thought looked like absolute ass. I thought it looked great. I did not like this spot. It was just, I don't know. It just didn't really scream that there was going to be a fish there. Well, <laughs> it was at this point still downpouring throughout the day. So our hoods were up. My field of view was pretty bad. And that's just kind of the beginning of this. And we were not on that spot for very long. And I see out of the corner of my eye chaos. So Max, you could fill in on this fish eat. I mean, was how, long, that... how long were you at this spot? A minute or two. Yeah, a minute oh, or two. Shit. We just pulled up. And at this point, it's 12.25, 12.27. Tournament yep. ends at one. So we're like, we got one, maybe two spots left. Like I was just going to keep running hell. that spot, honestly. Yeah, we were like, all right, let's just give it hell. And uh, I uh, was throwing that same bucktail that I'd moved that fish on. And um, again, like. It's raining, it's windy, it's cloudy. You, you can't see anything in this water. It's pea soup. I go into my first turn. I'm like looking at my bucktail. Like, again, I got like one hand on my rod. I'm defeated. I've never wanted to stop fishing so bad. Everything in my body just like hurt. Like <laughs> everything. And I go into my first <laughs> yeah. turn. This fish came vertical, like opened up jaws and just absolutely the bucktail just disappeared and it hit so hard and i remember i grabbed the other side of my rod and i just yammed back into him like as hard as i could and like i was on the front of the boat yam back into him he goes to the back left of the boat and we heard this all week long like tate and ty said we're talking about like these fish are fighting like absolute nutcases right now like you know they are fired up when they get hooks in them because like People were losing crazy amounts of fish. Like it was, it was not normal. Like people were saying, oh, caught two, lost five. Clayton and Nick on the first day, caught one, lost four. I mean, these fish were going, they were jumping, they were digging, they were doing cartwheels, everything from what we were hearing at these like posts, you know, day recaps at the bar. And we didn't really experience that on Gus's fish besides the jump. I mean, it jumped, but then it came into the net pretty easily. Now, granted, it was 35, so Gus was able to kind of just horse it in, like you said. But this fish was not having it. And when I hooked it, it went apeshit. I mean, it just started going insane. It was doing flips. I'm watching the fish, like the tail's out of the water, the head's out of the water. It's like digging under the boat. It brings me around the whole front side. And like Gus said, our hoods are up. It's raining still. And as like the fight's going on, I think the rain actually kind of stopped. It was either as we put the fish in the net or not. But like at this point, the wind's going, the rain's going. We can't talk. This fish is going nuts. I mean, Gus, you can fill in any details that I'm lacking here. But essentially what I remember happening is 
the fish started taking me around the boat and it was going so fast. Like I was free spooling it because it was right next to the boat. And like, I was keeping good tension on it and everything, but like, it was just digging. It was digging. It was trying to head to the motor and everything is wet. Everything's soaked. It's slippery. And so like I start running to the back of the boat and I slam into Gus and I knock him forward into the um he's got the net in his hand i I run into gus because i'm looking at the fish he's looking at the fish i run into him i knock him forward the net gets tangled in the cameras and the fish is like going nuts next to the boat and i'm like net 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 now now and i'm like screaming at him he can probably barely hear me and he's like messing with the camera and he just goes home and he yanks it breaks the whole fucking camera mold off the thing like he just rips the cameras down when he ripped the cameras down, the net gets caught in the motor. Simultaneously, the string from my stupid sweatshirt gets caught in my handle of my reel. And as I'm looking at the reel, I go to free spool again, and my thumb is all pruned up and wet, and it slips. The drag slips, and the whole line goes and bird's nest. Oh. And so I reel <laughs> back down over the bird's nest. It's locked up completely locked up at this point the reel is like the literally line is like pouring out of the reel my sweatshirt my sweatshirt freaking thing is tied in the handle the fish is like on the back of the motor and if we're in a tiller and like there's not much room in the back deck gus is like fussing with the net to get it out of the motor fish is going absolutely berserk i'm just feeling the rod like going boom 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 like everywhere i don't know how i even hook because like Mind you, I hooked it in the eight. So like you have never, you don't know how like the set was. Clearly it was hooked well because it still hadn't come off at this point. Gus finally gets the net out and like, I kind of just remember pulling and Gus gets it in the net and we were just both like, what the hell just happened? That's unreal. (laughs) That was the most stressful moment of my life. (laughs) Did you like fuck up those cameras pretty bad? Like that tower cameras that shot? No, so I, I, it sounds bad, but I truly did rip with a lot of strength on that. I got caught. We could have lost a GoPro. It would, yeah. So landed on the really, deck and set it in the water. Yeah, we <laughs> got really lucky. So I, I run a, a system in the back with the Yolo Tech, and then a adjustable ram mount thing that attaches to it to run the second camera. And I got caught apparently in just the one that's kind of the one-off connected to the yolo tech if i was connect if the net was on both and i ripped like that i would have snapped the yolo tech stick yeah but i ripped it off to break that mount and that gopro came off of the power cord and landed on its own on the back deck about a half a foot from the water and completely shut everything off the power all came off so i actually as we're sitting here, I've not looked back at the footage. I don't even know if I still have that. It probably got corrupted. <laughs> that would be hilarious guess. footage. <laughs> it would be. Would it be. would end right as I go. God damn! Yeah. Just rip. Says rip. You, you got to see if that's and there. We got to upload that. I'll 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 be checking here shortly. And um, so I think Max has pretty much all the details there because when he was running around that boat, when that fish was absolutely fired up and just like. You not go, taking no f- running. I literally yell, stop running because he ran into me and then he was about to run into the net and break the net in half because when I did tear it off of the GoPros and then get stuck in the back engine, like the handle of the tiller, 
the fish kept wanting to go around the boat again to like get past the motor and Max wanted to take it with it. And I'm like, I'm like, he can't get by. Like you're not going to step over the net here. The net's in a vertical fashion, you know, like you can't just, I didn't have enough line to go over the top of them. Yeah. And you couldn't just kind of go behind me and take the line over it, which in my mind, I'm sitting here still, mind you a hood up and I can't see much. I'm not looking at Max in particular. I mean, he's just been yelling net a lot. This like back half of the fight. Meanwhile, I'm still basically stuck in the motor and I'm like, I I can't verbally say anything. I don't know what to say where I'm like, dude, I can't, (laughs) I literally can't. And I'm like, it's like just such a stressful moment of just like trying to communicate, but nobody can hear anything. Like nothing, just we we can't say what we want to say, and it's all just a shit show. And and I wasn't I making any sense. The, no, no. Like I, well, I thought I was trying to make sense. Like when I was yelling net, I was trying to mean like, hey, I'm about to swing the fish, like get the net ready. But I was like looking at the fish, looking at my rod, looking at my reel, looking at Gus, who's like, what are you doing? Like, why, why don't you have the net in the water right now? Like what is happening? We couldn't communicate. So it was just, it was like a very highly, uh, I, yeah, high tension, like a lot of tension. I, I was about to kind of like not drop the net, but like that fish was running so much. It was kind of running into my line because I just dropped the rod. I didn't reel my bait in or anything. And in my mind, I was like, I don't want to get tangled. But then I'm like, oh, I don't really care. I'll just deal with that later if it does. And then it finally netted in the back corner in between the motor and the yellow tech, you know, light stick mount in the back in a very small little netable area. And uh, yeah, it's, it's wet and slippery and I'm trying to get the bait out and Max is holding the nets and it's just kind of like twisting around because we don't usually we put it right up on the gunnel so that it doesn't do that. And I just quick get that thing out. It was hooked just like the one in the day prior, just one of the hooks just straight up to the upper jaws hooked well, but obviously well, not to mention you dropped your rod and your line was still in the water and the fish yeah, went into your line. It was about to, it, it never did actually, but it was about oh. to, that's what I was saying. Like I was about to think about, you know, dropping the net and getting my line yeah, out of the way. Then yeah. I was like, ah, screw it. Um, that would have been crazy if that happened too. That would have been just like double, hundred percent of quadruple shit show. One hundred percent of bad things happening happened, but almost it was like ninety nine percent of bad things that could have happened happened, and and then it was like sigh of relief. Like we definitely just did it again. Buzzer beater, hail <laughs> mary, uh, fish in the bag, and called Tim, got her registered. Sent in the pictures all good, even though everything is just soaked to the core, like everything in the boat. I mean, it's just been raining nonstop for two days straight, basically. And uh, that pretty much concludes it. We didn't really even think about we We tossed our lines in a little bit after that, but we were in no rush. So fishing. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't I'm not 100 percent clear on the point system, but like even if Tate and Ty senate caught 350 inches in the last 30 minutes they would they have did. been did, would they, i mean yeah. would they have been able to if they did something unimaginable would they have been nope. able to, no 
no, no not so at just all. solely placement on placing. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. placement for points. There's no weighting on size of fish. So, like for example, in Vermilion, when Max caught that forty and three quarters giant fish, all we got was placement for eighth place, which is like a hundred and fifty three points yeah. or something like that. To Some, make something... to make it to make it simple, it's like we had a twenty three point lead on them, and in the tournament they took. Spoiler alert, they took first, we took 12th, I think. So, like, they beat us by 11 points. So, we had that 23 point cushion. So, that's where if we would have taken, you know, yeah, 23rd yeah, and they would have taken first, um, they would have won a uh, clean sweep. And, you know, that if we didn't catch that fish and the other two people yeah. did catch the fish, we would, I mean, they would have deserved it and we would have deserved what we got too. Like, yeah. Like we were talking, like people at the day two were like, "Oh, you guys deserve it," and it's like, "No, like you got to catch it." You know, it's like it is what it is. Like you know, you just don't suck. You got to catch fish, and yeah. we be better. And be better. We sucked, but we somehow, like I told Gus, I'm like, it felt like the people we talked to, every single person, could have done a lot better in the tournament. Like they they lost so many fish, and even the people that like took in the top five, like they hooked and lost so many fish that they could have caught eight, nine, 10 fish. And Clayton says, you know, if you're on fish, you're going to lose fish, which is totally true. We just, it, it was one of those seasons where I think we had to recognize that there was a lot of luck involved in some areas. And this tournament was no, like it, it just was, there was a, a very vast amount of luck, like not only with the spot selection at the last minutes of day two and day three, somebody being on our spot for example and you know us going to a new another spot that we ended up catching that fish on day three but it's also hooking two fish and landing two fish because those fish were just they were teed up they were i mean they were going nuts yeah i can agree on that i feel very grateful that our fish somehow didn't go ape shit like what the other other people's did but um yeah, that, that was another sigh of relief uh, after day three, 30 minutes left. I mean, we kind of just uh, nonchalantly sent in the photos. We were not in a rush because we knew that that finally for sure sealed the deal. We knew we were in absolutely zero contention to even, even take in the top five. I mean, if anything, we could have by chance caught the largest fish of the tournament, but even at that, it was just like, we don't know this like very well. We don't have a big fish pinned. We know some big fish spots, but you know, that doesn't mean you just go there and you catch one just cause it's a big fish spot. And we just, we were fired up then. Then the tournament ended and we kind of just knew like at the award ceremony that we were going to get called. And it just, it was, it, it like never fully sank in, you know, after like right away after the tournament not until max and i got called up on stage after the uh, second and third place top gun and then it then it hit that we actually did it we accomplished the goal after i mean honestly i, I don't even know if that was a written down goal of ours until after madison pretty much because it was like for, i think our first goal was making the championship we knew that that was going to happen after cave run goal achieved. 
And then we did well in Madison. And then we're like, all right, new goal. <laughs> it's, you know, go for top gun contention. You know, it's, we're just going to so give ourselves a chance at least. Yeah. Give ourselves a chance throughout these. And, and that was kind of like our ordeal going into Vermilion, not knowing a whole lot and getting that one fish. And then the pressure set in. Uh, yeah. I don't even, I don't even know how to explain it after that. After the so fact. A- after Madison, once you kind of said like, you know what, maybe we could go win team of the year. Uh, did you then take a gander at kind of the rewards you might reap if you did finish team of the year? And for those who don't know, what does that all grant you going forward then? It gives you pretty much the title of being top gun, which they people consider being very, very prestigious in the PMTT world. It gives us boat number one for the 2024 season. And it also gives us free entries into all the qualifiers for 2024. So no uh, check at the end of the tournament, but free entries next year and a big trophy. And that's, and yeah, just the award itself really. On I mean, also like accomplished. I think I've been saying this throughout the whole trail, but I think the biggest thing is like, you know, your career, what you decided to do to become a musky guide in Northern Wisconsin as a, as a young guy without much clientele, you know, doing it and starting with it. It's like, this really helps like kind of solidify some realness on like, okay, this guy can catch fish. And that's right. We talked Brian on one uh, podcast about who's got more pressure and, either if you have the fish on or if you're holding the net. And I was like, well, I always felt so much pressure holding the net when Gus had a fish on, because I knew like in these tournaments, like one or two fish is a huge difference between either placing or, you know, even catching a fish in the tournament. Like, you know, a lot of these tournaments this year, one, one nice fish to two fish, like got it done for a top 10. So like, you know, my thing was, I got a career working in a job in Minneapolis here. Like I went to work today. No one cared about, you know, like what happened this weekend. I mean, except for the clients. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, sure. It's a talking point or whatever, but I (laughs) don't, no one knows, like who cares. Yeah. But like for Gus, it's a huge deal for his guiding business. I hope so. And I hope people recognize that like, yeah, if you're looking to go up to Eagle river and catch some fish, like, yeah, this guy can do it. So I think more than anything, that was the biggest thing, biggest takeaway for me was like, yeah, this is going to be a huge Kickstarter to your career. And that's a Especially big deal. Especially in year one on the circuit. I mean, that's an impressive feat in itself. He kind of, I don't know if there's history on it, but I'd be curious to see if any other first year teams want it. I, I don't got know. no idea. They don't, yeah. I don't know what like records that they keep. It looks like I tried to look back at points system to see if like we had a contention for a lot of points and, it looks like they changed up their how they give points to Top Gun, so I I don't know if there's any way to to know without like an Excel spreadsheet on our part. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good point, Max. I I appreciate your kind words there. It was a goal that kind of got lost in within the year of I was just trying to make some noise in the industry a little bit, honestly. Just because, like, yeah. I mean, we we enjoyed tournaments, right? You know, from the get go, as much as we sucked right away. 
but yeah. we just like we enjoyed doing them and then we saw the pmtt always goes to eagle river and we're like oh sweet this is like our chance to kind of run with the with the big boys the top the real top guns at the moment what we're thinking i mean and... dude there are some there the people that that do those tournaments like i mean we'll we'll kind of recap the final results here we'll pull them up but like there's some people who know how to fish I mean, <laughs> some like, people that have been around the block 10 15 20 some from even inception 25 years it was the 25th an- anniversary of the pmtt they really know how to fish and a good amount of them have fished even if it's not many times have fished at all the places and that the trail went to this year and it just it definitely felt like we we're the underdogs at any time even going into the championship so I think with that all being said, we can kind of go over the results from the tournament. If uh, if you didn't already see on the Facebook page for the PMTT, they got us in at the Top Gun with 613 points. Ty and Tate Senate, congrats to them. Second place for Top Gun Team of the Year with 603 Congrats also to Dwayne Landmeyer and Mark Rue for third place, Top Gun Team of the Year with 472 points. Dwayne's a beauty. Those was, guys was Dwayne, were those the guys that came in clutch in Madison? Uh, no, that was Mark Lajewski and his partner. Lajewski, oh, okay. um, as Ty said in his post-game kind of recap thing, he's like pretty much said that he's like the best tournament fisher he's ever <laughs> tournament huh. fisherman he's ever you know kind of came across like the guy apparently mm-hmm. just really knows how to find big fish and obviously yes. showed that in madison and he's had a lot of wins in the past and you yeah know, a lot of good sticks in this thing that's that that's what made it so cool it's like God, i can't believe i can't believe we're on this stage right now <laughs> i know it just felt weird because like we've looked at results of other tournaments and we've seen these people's names and Watching them on YouTube with, and watching them yeah, on Yeah, watching all the old keys stuff, and... all the old keys on the PMTT. I mean, we were like jealous of all these yeah. big timers yeah. going out there and just sticking some nice fish in these tournaments. And it's like, how? This, it's like, dude, these guys are freaking good. They can stick fish in any conditions, any place. And going forward, talking again about Lajewski for the top five at the world championship PMTT. We got Mark Lajewski and Nate Ruskwitz. I think that's how you pronounce his last name with fifth place, 41 and a half, 32 and a half, 34 and a quarter and 36 and fourth place. Good showing for Dwayne and his partner, Mark in the 45, 42 and a half and a 40 and a half. Really nice fish for getting fourth place. And then our good friends that we stayed with throughout the trail that, you know, really kicked butt in the trail as well this year and kind of really always has been since those two have been partners would be Clayton Spies and Nick Amrose taking third place with the 42, 41 and a quarter, 37 and three quarters and 34 and a quarter taking home third place, putting Eagle River on the map yet again. Our small town coming in clutch. I know there's a few others. I know the um, 
father-son duo pete and chris blickards also found some fish and made it to the to the uh chippewa flowage championship again um where they won last time i was here they won two years ago the last time it was there shout out and in second place we got brian hodak and dan mccullough they got four fish a 46 and three quarters 38 and a half 38 and a half and a 32 which i know that i think they caught three of those on day two and i think they caught her kicker or whatever you want to call it like a 38 and a half again the last day to just kind of shoot up the leaderboard because those you know big fish really give you the one up on on points so congrats to them for second place and without further ado the runner-up top gun team of the year and first place finish in the world championship we got ty and tate senate with seven fish and i could go down the list but do it. the biggest do it. one, <laughs> all right. I got a 49 and a quarter, 44 and three quarters, 42 and three quarters, 41, 40 and a quarter, 38 and three quarters, and a 31 and three quarters. That's ridiculous. And they missed probably 10 fish. And they saw like. a billion. And they caught two day one, two day two, and three on the short day, day three. In the driving the big rain, one. worst conditions. Big one they caught on day three as well. Yeah, that's coming in. That's like ice status. Just they didn't even. It wasn't fish. like just catching one to like seal the deal. They just decided to catch three on day three. Yeah, to I wonder if they knew what they were doing. Uh, well, maybe a little <laughs> bit. I mean, Gus, would you say like the biggest takeaway from this event? Like we kind of led it with like we learned probably the most is like th- at any given time there's there is a bite going on on a body of water and it's like, you just got to figure it out because it's happening. No excuses. Right. And sometimes you got to figure it out during the tournament. And honestly, the people that take first, they're the ones that have it figured out before going into the tournament. I mean, there's some people that can just kind of pick it up on the fly or get it last minute. But I mean, man, I think you really got to be on top of your shit pre-fishing more than people think, more than just catching fish or finding a spot or two that you really like. It's like you got to know where they're firing it up. And if you're on a place like the Chippewa Flowage that's really, really large, that's tough for people just going into it and not having like big-time history there. Not, I am not at all taking away anything from the sentence because they are incredible sticks they they obviously know what they're doing because they were second top gun team of the year so they catch fish everywhere but it's just going into a, a place like this it's just like you got you got to yeah, be but like being on your home body of water like that i mean that's not that's a tough. shooting by any means tough. like it's tough like you got the added pressure of being on your home body of water and like all that history to go off to having to make a game plan that still works. Like you, you know, muskie is a muskie is a muskie. Like it's not just, it's not like they're just jumping in your boat, no matter who you are. It's true. I mean, the Senate's could have done their, you know, run and gun program and gone to every single good spot that they know and just maybe accidentally see 
zero fish or something. I don't know. That could happen. Might have seen them, lost some. Like, you know, it just, you never know in these turns. Like, it's not, you have a finite Mm -hmm. amount of time. So it's not like, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it was, it was impressive. I, you know, talking with them and listening to kind of like what, you know, not what they were doing, but like just hearing kind of how, they were just on top of so many fish. It's just crazy to think that like we were fishing the same freaking lake. <laughs> it didn't seem right, <laughs> but, but it was, it was over with. We, we, uh, we got the fish and yeah, I can't explain to you like how relieved I am for a tournament to be done. I know Max, you and I talked about this. I think it was just the weather and how draining it was. And the fact that we, barely saw any fish that were yeah. like dude i just need to get home <laughs> just <laughs> like my celebration consisted of water and going to bed at a very reasonable time <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're having a few tonight yeah that's correct well that's a one hell of a recap for uh one hell of a season for you guys um pretty sweet to see you know the the multiple guys that you ended up rooming with through all these tournaments they all finished well this year so Eagle River, Vilas County represent. Uh, get to start fresh next year, though. Can't can't hang your head on this one too much, and uh, maybe go for that two peat, and uh, and that that's that that'll be really cool to watch next year to see. You know, are these guys legit? Or are they just some fools? So we'll <laughs> see there. But uh, yeah, yeah, awesome stuff, and uh, congrats to you guys. Appreciate it. Your Vegas, uh, your Vegas odds curse, uh, you know, it it worked out. Okay. We, we didn't hit the over on the the biggest fish. I was was listening back. You said it was going to be one fish was the uh, total 44 and a half was the size. So we got the total, didn't get the size. And then you said the biggest fish for the tournament was going to be, I think a 48 and something. Yeah. Greg Greg Thomas stuck a 50 incher on the first day. So he shattered that. (laughs) Overbetters are happy. Yeah, overbetters are happy. Nice little two and one, two and one day for them. So I do have a merch update if we're ready to go down that road. Let's do it. I got uh as well, I guess this won't be coming out for a few days, but currently live as we're sitting here talking, the giveaway has been announced. It's been posted on the Muskies on Tap Instagram. If you haven't checked that out yet, go check that out. Uh, by the time you hear this, you'll probably have very limited time to do so. Uh, but our winners will be announced Friday afternoon. We can go ahead and probably name a time. We'll say 4 p.m. Central Time Friday. We will do the drawing. And uh, go go check out the Instagram for all the rules on that. But we will be then rolling out the merch once Gus has sort of his website figured out there. Gus, can you give us an update on that? Uh, yes, I am actually really hoping that by the time that this, uh, comes out on Thursday, the, let me pull up the calendar Thursday, September 28th. I am hoping that is solidified. It is in working order. Um, actually you can get a little bit of a sneak peek on the sugsfishing.com www.sugsfishing.com website for my guide service is actually where you can purchase apparel and uh so is it is it live they can go on there and dump their card in and if so 
you 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 can you can dump your card in there but i if if things if the items still show out of stock then it's not fully ready as soon as they show in stock you can start ordering but i would assume as well when that happens we'll be announcing that on uh instagram <laughs> the bus he's on top uh, yet Muskies another week top. yet another stay tuned update <laughs> well they arrived but it's close it's, it's this week flowing. yeah it's happening yeah, yeah. no it's i mean we're we're new to this man it's tough you don't have like a managing <laughs> team here i mean you're you're no. looking at it yeah i mean yeah. you're you're in control you're in control of all oh this yeah search, god yeah so stay tuned this week if 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 you aren't lucky <laughs> and you don't win the giveaway you can go spend some of your money instead of on musky baits. Go ahead and buy a sweatshirt. It's getting cold out. You're going to need it. So that'll be up at some point this week. Check Instagram for all the updates revolving around merch. Quickly, before we talk about anything else there with the hoodies, this is something pre-planned. I'm going to have to give myself a pat on the back because I oh, was looking. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. I For, for once, I got to just give myself a pat on the back here. When I was looking at the sweatshirts and the quality, of course, went for high quality. I found the hoodies without strings, and I remember <laughs> a little oh. bit of grumbles going on. I'm not going to name names. And then <clears throat> this weekend, that happened. That happened with Max's musky, <laughs> yeah. with it getting tangled in the reel. I always said screw, screw strings. I always took them off or tied them up or tucked them in. These hoodies do not have strings. Some people maybe will grumble about it as well, but I am stoked on that. Yeah. Okay, I mean, these that's things, all I got. That was my quick ramble. I was about to, I mean, that was kind of my thing. I was going to add on that. No strings. That was by design. Gus, yes, you're very smart. Good job. Round of applause. Wow. Uh, but thank you. Thank you. <laughs> quality is great. Uh, you know, you can fish in these. I mean, you could go out in these, go to the bars. You can find yourself a lot of women wear one of these, or a lot of men if you're a gal or or a guy that you know. Yeah, whatever. No, we don't. No, whatever. Anything. All. All. This musky fish at the end of the day. Yes. Yes, sir. (laughs) And so you know, you sport these. Nick just hopped on. Um, That actually is like a perfect segue. So this recap ended up going way longer than we thought. We're gonna end this episode here. Brian's got to go get some food because he's fat. Um, <laughs> oh, and, uh, oh, sorry, no, my, my bad. No, well, we go, we go, bad. keep it in. He's in good <laughs> shape. He's been, he's been in the lab. We're gonna have Nick Amros and Clayton Spees hop on the third place team at the world championship. We're either gonna do a full, just massive episode that comes out on Thursday, or we're gonna break it up. So we'll figure that out later. But until then, uh, Brian, you want to just send us away for this one? All right, everybody. Thanks again for watching this episode of Muskies on Tap. What Watch one it. hell of a weekend everybody had. Oh, sorry. Thank you for listening to this week episode of Muskies on Tap. <laughs> one hell of a weekend over in Hayward, Wisconsin for the Muskies on Tap crew. Top Gun Team of the Year. We're not going to hear the end of it for a long time, guys. It might be coming up in every pod, so get used to it now. Shout out all the top, finish, top finishers, though. Shout out the Senate's incredible showing in the championship. Uh, and shout out the people coming up in the interview in this episode, Nick Amaros and Clayton Spees. Take care, everybody, and thank you for listening. Peace. Peace. Peace.